We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Time to talk to our guy, Dan Orlovsky. ESPN is brought to you by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needcode.com and by Town Fair Tire for the very best prices on tires. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Dan Orlovsky. Now, Dan, the Patriots are 7-6, and six, the way we talk about them. I've seen you on social media, you know, scheming <laughs> offensively, pass blocking. They're 7-6, and six, and I actually feel like I'm watching a 5-8 and eight team, but they're not. They're in the playoffs as of right now. How do you explain that when you watch this club? Um, I I mean, I think that their defense is a top 10, top 12 unit, you know, and and their red zone defense is starting to get really, really, really good. And obviously, um, Uche becoming a viable rusher opposite Judon has become a big deal for that unit. Um, you know, I think you, you asked me, I don't know, a month ago or something, are the Patriots a good team? I was like, yeah, I think they're a good team, but they're so flawed in so many areas. And when we, the reality is we have such high um, admiration for teams like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, even Baltimore, that while we think that like they're a good team, and yes, they're in the seventh spot in the playoffs, we compare them to those other four teams at a minimum, and we sit there and go, man, you know, and we watch the games as well. So they, they can be in the playoffs, and they can be a good team, while being realistic about the, do they have the chance to contend with one of those four if they play a good game? The answer is no. So, Dan, so um, I saw you watching the game, obviously, over Twitter, and you tweeted something about, uh, you know, can we please tell Mac Jones to go get under center, right? You wanted him to yeah. be under center instead of in the shotgun. And you're asking, you're pleading for someone who talks to him Bill to won't, ask him. No, Bill won't answer okay, So that. Bill didn't ask me. I tried to get the morning <laughs> show to ask so the no question. No one's ever said, hey, Coach, can you tell me why that you guys offensively think it's best to be in shock and so much? And when he says, well, we just do what's best for the team, yes. can can someone come back with, well, can you tell me why you think that's best for the team? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening, Dan. So I asked Mac that. He didn't answer it either. So, like, you explained to us and everybody listening why that would benefit the Patriots and this offense and Mac Jones to get under center. I think the the overall thought process of the starting point is the reality of them should be, what do our guys not do well? And, you know, not living in the world of, hey, what are our guys good at? But what do our guys not do well? And making sure that we don't ask those guys to do that. So I would say, number one, 
both tackles are struggling in, immensely, okay? And I know that there's like a third or fourth string the guy on the right side. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I just don't know his name at right tackle right now. So, so both tackles are struggling. Mm-hmm. So you sit there and go, well, how can you help offensive linemen that are playing poorly? Number one, make sure that you slow the defensive line down a little bit. Well, how do you slow a defensive line down? You give them multiple things to think about every snap. Uh, that comes with formations. Do you put a tight end there and crack down on them in one play, and then you put a tight end there and bluff them one play? Do you trap those guys a little bit? Do you force those guys to have to play with their vision on a, a, a ball fake from you know a play-action pass? Do we get the ball outside of our run game, and then do we get the ball inside of our run game? Do we kick him out, and do we you know trap him down? So all those different things that force those guys to have to think, play a little slower, happen from under center way more naturally than in the gun. The re- and and I've, this isn't Dan Orlovsky making this up. We've had this conversation on NFL Live. We've had this conversation with defensive linemen and defensive tackles of what does that do? And it's very clear that when quarterbacks are in the gun, the, the way the linemen get off the football is way different. The, the, they have the ability to see the ball you know, 99.9% of the time and what's going on, whether there's a little ball fake to a tailback or not. Um, so I think it starts with that. The reality of they don't have guys on the outside that can consistently beat coverage. So how do you help receivers who aren't as talented physically to beat coverage? You create bigger windows. You create bigger voids. And you do that by running more play action from underneath that has a greater sell than in the shotgun. I think those are like two fundamental, very simplistic ways to say why them being under would be way better for their offense in a, in a hole than just a gun. So we saw some frustration from Mac Jones after the Bills game, or during the Bills game, I should say, uh, f- about the quick game. What did you make of the immense volume of screen passes and screens <laughs> called by Matt Patricia in Monday night's game? Yeah, I don't hate on them. You know, the, the reality is if, especially once Kyler goes down, you know, once Kyler goes down, you think to yourself, well, the only way we lose this game is if we, you know, um, play from behind, uh, get reckless with the football and offense, consistently put ourselves behind the chains. You know, so I don't hate that. Um, they also might have felt that they could not block Arizona's front. I don't agree with that. I don't subscribe to that, but they may have felt that way. Um, I, I, like, I don't hate it philosophically because of the injury at quarterback and thinking your defense should dominate the game. But in the reality is like throwing that many screen passes against the team, you know, and I was surprised Arizona has been a team that pressures a lot and blitzes a lot. They did not blitz a lot. Like I like screens versus pressure because you could pop them against lesser numbers on the back end, but they weren't pressuring much. And so eventually you sit there and go, well, they're not blitzing us. We could do more stuff. So, um, I, I were you, know, you surprised they didn't? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not really, a lot of, of not really, huh? <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of December and also nothing surprises me. It's, you know, I, it's frustrating to watch that unit. Cause I think the unit could be better than the, at least the results could be better than what sure. they're allowing it to be. Sure. Talking to Dan Orlovsky, ESPN and Dan, we've seen some emotion from Mac within the game, whether, you know, it's towards Matt Patricia or not. It's funny. Yesterday we spent some time here just throwing that out there. Because it, it seems to be split. Some people feel like he hasn't earned the right to kind of act like that on the field. We're sympathetic to what he's going through, but I'm curious. How did you feel about the outburst you see the last couple of weeks? 
Yeah, um, I think there's like 5 or 10% of me that sits there and understands the, well, he hasn't earned that right. Um, at the same time, Mac's personality is highly, highly hyper-competitive, and he's an alpha male, and he has high expectations and standards. And we can't ask players to sit there and, and be those individuals who say, well, the process and the process and the process and don't change and be who are you no matter what the circumstances are. And then, well, I don't like him. So when is when does he earn the right to do that? Mm-hmm. I would ask those people. Like, when does that happen? Does he have to make all pro? Does he have to get to a second contract? Does he have to lead the team to a playoff win? Like, when when is it when is it in people? Because that, that's going to vary for all kinds of people. The reality is this. You're one of 32 people on the planet, Mac Jones. Okay, there's 8 billion people in our world. You're one of 32. And when you're in that fire, I want you to be exactly what has gotten you to that moment. And you could be incredibly competitive and you could be highly demanding without being disrespectful. I don't feel he was ever crossing a line of disrespect. Now, the coaches may disagree because I don't understand or I don't know. I'm not privy to those kind of more personal conversations in the moment, but I don't I don't find it to be disrespectful at all. All right, so we're talking to Dan Orlowski, and neither do I. I think it's good. I think secretly Bill likes it, but that's another discussion for another day. So they're taking on the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Is yeah. this a game that you think they could win? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, the, so here's the two things that have really, you know, gone – in the last four or five weeks better for the Raiders offensively are they have, do you guys remember like three or four years ago, Tennessee was running the football really well and everyone was like, man, it's Derrick Henry. The reality is this Tennessee would throw to set up the run instead of the old school cliche thing of run to set up the pass. And that's exactly who the Raiders are. They throw to set up the run. So they're trying to get the ball to Devonte early in games right now. They're taking shots early in games. So, how do they handle Devontae? And I wouldn't be surprised if they take some of their red zone philosophy of, you know, play three over two or, uh, you know, certain different kinds of double teams, um, double Devontae. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots do that early on in the football game to try to get the Raiders into some second and longer situations. And then they got to handle Josh. They're, but if, if they can take care of the first step, then Josh is a way you, – you have a much greater chance to be successful – holding their rundown. They're going to have to handle playing against the fullback. You talk about a variance in, in seven days going from Arizona's offense to um, the Raiders. Obviously, they know Jakob pretty well, you know, coming from there. So they can they can absolutely win. The biggest thing is this, and I can tell you guys this, you know, on Wednesday, if they think that they are going to line up and play shotgun football and ask those two tackles to just play drop back pass protection, Versus those two freakazoids, and for the Raiders, specifically Max Crosby, they won't win oh, the game. Well, I got a better and idea. Max will play poorly. Why don't you put a tight end on one of those defensive ends? That seems like that <laughs> works. Like, that was really cool. Why don't we, they could do. They could do multiple things. They could, you know, like we. They could chip them with the tight end. They can chip them with the back. They should jet sweep them. I'd screen them to death. But if they think, but. But they've done this for, what, 12 weeks now? They've done this style of ball 13 weeks. So like, if they don't do something about those defensive ends and, and they won't play well offensively, Mack will play poorly. There'll be a ton of run around, throw the ball away. He'll probably F-drop, F-bomb somebody else again, and we'll have the same conversation again. 
So, Dan, as Lou pointed out, uh, they're a super weird 7-6 and six team. Kind of a big picture question. If you're Mac Jones, you've had a really good perspective on the quarterback position with this team. If you're Mac Jones, realistically, what is your goal for the rest of the season? I'm not talking about, like, win a playoff game or, you know. Sure. What I, I'm telling you, realistically, what is your goal for yourself? Um, yeah, so I have to answer this umbrella on this answer, this answer, this question under the umbrella of like, get the team to the playoffs. Absolutely. That, that is a very real thing for him. And I think that's the most important thing to Mac Jones. But I think that the next thing is to play in a way that you've known yourself capable of playing. I just don't think he's allowed to do that. You know, so the individual goal is so difficult because it's really hard to attain. I always say this is about quarterback play. Who are you doing it with? And and it's really hard to achieve those individual goals or aspirations unless the people you're doing it with are capable of getting you there. And I just am adamant that that's not the case in New England right now. Now, maybe it flips in December, the middle of December, and it changes. Um, And I don't know if it's Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are bad dudes or just like, I don't know if they're capable of it, and that maybe isn't their fault. So we're talking to Dan Olofsky. Dan, last one for me. Last couple of weeks, Mac Jones has mentioned that he'd like to be coached harder. Um, it, it, it's, that's not just being screamed at, right? Like, it, What is that to you? What does that mean to you, being coached harder as a quarterback? Yeah. Demand, while well, ask nothing. Uh, it, demand in a way that um, is both mentally and intellectually stimulating, but every single rep on the practice field, um, what you're asked to see, what you're asked to handle, um, the way that you communicate with your coaches and or teammates. I mean, everything is the of the utmost importance. When we're in a walkthrough, I want you to be absolutely greased. Like it's third down and it's the week 18 game and we're down four and, you know, there's three minutes on the clock. That, that's where I want you mentally and, and again, you know, challenging him with having <clears throat> every answer versus every possible question that the defense could be asking on those certain plays. Like, here's the thing. I think four times the other night they ran that same old boring AWS mirrored concept of, you know, cut split out routes with the middle read. Eventually, when you keep calling that play, I, like it's boring to me because I know – I mean, I've run it 3,000 times this season out of the same formation with the same splits. I know what to, de- like, I know what to do with the ball versus the certain coverages. So hey, how about we, you know, like we challenge Mac this way. Hey, Mac, we're going to you know, get to the empty formation and then we're going to get to the ball and then we're going to break and get into a three-by-one formation and then we're going to motion the back out and pull the tight end to the tailback. And we are going to run double outs with the middle read, but the middle read is going to come from a tight end and a reduced split and the double outs are going to be pivots instead, you know? And so like he can conceptually see that picture, understand it and going, Oh, I know this read, but everything else that I have to handle pre-snap is just as important. All right, Dan, listen, we appreciate it. Always great talking to Mac Jones and Patriots football with you. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week and talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Thank you. There we go. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.